episode 255 in the days of the mob by Jack Kirby Jack the King Kirby mm-hmm. my name is Eric I'm Jason hello Jason what's up buddy hey <laughs> you seem crazy I'm exhausted yeah for reasons that I am not aware of just life just, yeah, yeah, in general. Right. I'm just tired of life. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Mm. I kind of wish I were dead. Ah. Oh. Well, not me. Well, I don't wish you were dead, no. No, I mean, I don't wish you... I mean, I don't wish either of us dead. In uh, fact, there's not a person I wish was dead. Sure? I'm pretty sure. Positive. Well, I mean, other than people that are already dead. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anybody. Barack Obamacare, he has ruined your life. (laughs) He made you unemployed. That's true. He's trying to offer you health care. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) He's awesome. (laughs) Those are both great things. I don't want to work, and I want to get cheaper uh, hospital bills, so yeah. He is the devil. (laughs) The devil? Like the guy who's uh, the narrator of this book we just read. Maybe the devil. I think I think so. I mean, they uh, never really uh, say. His name is Warden Fry. All right. Yeah. Spelled differently, issue to issue, by the way. I did not notice. Yeah, there was an E in one of them and not in the other one. Uh, so maybe maybe if you're a demon and you, you know, spend more time in hell, you get extra letters added to your name. You could know? be. So like how Alan Moore had established that you reach a certain rank, you have to start rhyming. <laughs> right. right. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad this guy didn't uh, rhyme about the mob. No, yeah, that would have been annoying. Yeah. (laughs) And you know Jack Kirby wrote the demon prior to this, so so maybe he... I don't know, was the demon rhyming back then? No. I know he's like been back and forth over the years. Alan Moore established him as a rhyming demon uh, well after the Kirby... uh, Yeah, okay. Kirby had uh, left comics. Yeah, okay. So, So I am fairly certain. Uh, Jack Kirby right. had nothing to do with that. That's good. Yeah. yeah, I've never read any of the Kirby Demons. I, I've actually found two or three of them in dollar bins over the years, but none of the early ones, so I was kind of waiting until I could piece them together. Right. Well, you get the Omnibus, which is advertised right in the back of this comic. Uh, it's probably only like $60 for the lightest, most thinnest paper. Because <laughs> when I worked at Maverick, someone ordered uh, one of these here. It was the one with, I think it was like New Gods 2. It was the one with like Omex face. Or okay, I guess Orion. that Orion's face. That was uh the first volume or yeah, the first volume of Jack Kirby's Fourth World. It was like I don't think it even says in here how much it was, but it was like I think six it's like fifty or sixty. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And it was like it weighed less than a sock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that paper is so cheap. Yep. That was crazy. Good old DC comics. Mm-hmm. Just just quality material all around. Like even this one here, like we're looking at this book and it's <laughs> You know, it's maybe, I mean, it basically collects two magazines in the one book. Right. And, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe there's 100 pages there, something uh, like that. Less than 100, I think. And, and it's $40 cover press. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, and, the, and I I uh, ordered this back when I worked at Mavericks, but it, it came after I was right. unemployed. And I, I went in there, and I luckily I still had... Like twenty five bucks in store credit, so I only had to pay like fifteen or ten dollars for it after the discount. But right. so so that wasn't too bad. But still, I, I wouldn't have paid forty dollars. No, like if I would have been jobless and had no store credit, and this came in, I would have been like, "You guys can just put that on the shelf." Right. No, oh, yeah, that's I didn't even look at the cover price of this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that is ridiculous. It's probably more in Canada even. Uh, forty seven ninety nine in Canada. Sorry, Canadians. Sorry, Canadians. <laughs> not really. Because, yeah, they kind of deserve it. 
being Canadian and whatnot. It's it's a tax hey. for living in the coolest country on the planet. Uh, Spain? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, what? DC, I don't, just, what are they doing? No, they're fucking us. They are. Yeah. Every one of us. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I would, uh, this is... Uh, I think you kind of described it last episode. It's uh, it was one issue of a magazine that that Kirby made mm-hmm. that was about forty eight pages long, and then the unpublished second issue, which is also forty eight pages long. So yeah, yeah, right, so yeah. eighty eight pages maybe for this thing, <laughs> including like advertisements and right. text pieces and whatnot. Uh, forty bucks. Yeah. Oh, this is- Fucking Christ. It should have been 20 bucks. You know? Jack Kirby should return from the grave and just beat someone to death at uh, the head of DC. Uh, or, like, put a cigar out in their eyeballs. Right, yeah. Or something. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, and then he'll head for Stanley. <laughs> that would be awesome. Then Jack Kirby can't be stopped once he's back. No. <laughs> and you know he's saving that for last. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> yeah, he might even make a pit stop at Topps Comics. I don't know. He might have not have had a good time there. I'm not sure. Seems like you did it, right? Yeah. They were all his own creations. Yeah. yeah. But who knows? Right. So were Marvel. Well, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, but that aside, that's not to say I didn't like this book, because I thought it was really cool. It was but, all right. But it was, it was maybe twice as expensive as it should have been. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Uh, I am uh, glad that I did not pay a penny for this. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I would, uh... Because, you know, like, I read this and I thought, well, maybe I should, you know, pick this up for myself or, or some of his other, you know, stuff that DC is collecting, like the, the Fourth World stuff. The Spirit the World. World. Yeah, or, that looks cool. Uh, there's something else in the back that uh, I thought would be pretty cool to have. Uh... Yeah, oh, the superpower stuff. The superpower. Yeah. yeah, I bet that's another sixty dollar probably yeah. featherweight book, or even like the challenges of the unknown. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the superpowers one was the one that definitely caught my eye. Uh, but yeah, I would uh, would not pay these prices. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I mean, this is like because because both Marvel and DC they have uh, you know like DC has the archives, which I yeah. don't, I don't know if they're still doing or not. But uh, I know I own, like, two of them. One that I bought at, like, a super deep discount you know, like for, like, 20 bucks. Right. Uh, I think it was one of the Batman ones. I actually own uh, three of the archive things. I own uh, one of the Batman ones. I own uh, Plastic Man, uh, Volume 1. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, uh, the one that collects all the uh, Steve Ditko uh, Blue Beetle. Oh, okay. Books. Yeah. Uh, and I know I paid full price for both the Plastic Man and that one, and I think those were anywhere between 50 to $75. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they, they are put together nicely. Yeah, I mean, they're nice books. Right. But even $75 seems a little high. It was a bit much. I like think I 50 asked. maybe would be good. Right. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, I got my store discount on that one, and then uh, I think I used my uh, uh, tax refund to, <laughs> to buy that one. Right. You know, but, uh, I mean... And Marvel has their Masterwork series, which are similar. Yeah. You know, and I know they're high-quality, you know, productions, and then they recolor the artwork and all that, you know, and uh, or, you know, nice paper. But still, that's, that's oh, yeah. insane. Yeah, I usually wait in spring for the, like, I've got one of the, um, what do they call them? The Chronicles at DC, the okay, Bat- yeah. Batman Chronicles, it's, it's like, uh, it's a trade paperback version of it. Yeah, soft cover, yeah. and it is full color, you know, which is cool, because right. they, they also have those showcase ones that are all black and white. Which, I like those, too. I, some of them I do. I, some of them, I, I think it loses something without the color, but... Right. But, I mean, yeah, they're they're nice. I mean, they're 10 bucks for, like, 500 pages. Or right, yeah. Some of them are 10 bucks. some of them are, like, 15 but... Uh, I have the uh, Booster Gold and Ambush, uh, Ambush Bug showcase. Nice. Which yeah. I think were, like, 15 bucks each. Oh, Keith Giffen's artwork does look good in black and white, yeah, too. yeah. Uh, I've got the Moon Knight Essentials from Marvel, which, uh, yeah, Bill Sinkovich, you know, uh, Kevin Nolan, uh, yeah. those guys are, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Uh, so, you yeah, know, I, I enjoy the idea of those, mm-hmm. uh, whether I would uh, want to get 
Right. A bunch of OVOs to be seen. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, like, I don't understand why the hardcover collections like this are so pricey. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. Both companies. Yeah, it's like I've, you know, I've I've literally made a hardcover before. Right. Like, like just out of, like, paper and cardboard and, right, right. you know, made a hardcover sketchbook before. Um, it's all, you know, paper. Right, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, there's no, like, gold trim or anything, you know, right. like, like it's, you know, and I've seen DC put out, um, like, leather-bound hardcovers of, like, the greatest Batman and Joker right, stories. Yeah. And, and, like, I can understand stuff like that that's, like, it's got, like, a, you know, it's got, like, gold leaf on the on the pages right. and uh, silver embossed on the cover right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, one of those ribbons inside and all that right, all right. that junk but but yeah for just a regular hardcover i mean they are totally ripping people off especially when it's stuff like this where it's like you know obviously they didn't pay jack kirby anything for this right i mean maybe they had to pay mike royer he's one of the inkers uh, he's right. still alive so, yeah the only person still alive probably got paid right maybe maybe Kirby's estate. Right. Maybe. I, I don't even know how that works. Yeah. And also, uh, I think we can safely say that uh, they did, uh, I would say, nothing to the first uh, <laughs> right. story that's reprinted in oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, as far as, like, touching it up or remastering it or anything like that. It's like sepia-toned inked. Yeah, it's blurry. It's... Uh, uh, you know, it uh, must just be scanned from a copy of the comic that they had. The magazine, right? I, like, I never noticed any blurriness, but I didn't. It didn't look as high quality as the second one. No. That's for sure. Yeah, the second uh, story was was crisp and black and white, and then uh, freshly inked. It looked like. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, they they clearly did not have access to the masters. Or, or like the the, the photostats of, of the first uh, issue, because right. uh, there is minimal quality right. as right. far as production goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to that one. But having said all that, yeah, it's a cool book. It's enjoyable. Yeah, like it's it's so great as a Kirby fan to get to see the rare occurrences where he drew something other than superheroes because right. i fucking love his superheroes right i mean there's one tattooed on my body i mean it's a super villain but yeah that's arguable <laughs> he's just a super creature he's a villain uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah but anyway um i mean yeah, i love i love his superhero stuff i love his fantastic four and thor but i love seeing him just draw normal people and just like cars and buildings and just guns and you know, dames, and, you know, it's cool. It's really cool. I'd love to see, um, you know, more of that stuff if such stuff existed. But Right. Spirit World, Spirit maybe. World, maybe, yeah. Uh, you know, of course, that uh, we talked about it last time. The, uh, like, even his romance comics, you know. Like, right, I'm kind of yeah, curious yeah. to read some of those. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kirby's art is Kirby's art. Mm-hmm. No, no, no matter what, you know, like, like, the man redefined what superheroes should look like, and then unfortunately Neil Adams re-redefined it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, I like Neil Adams, but I like Neil Adams too. But uh, you know, Greg Land is Neil Adams' fault. Oh, fuck Neil Adams then. <laughs> I take it all back. <laughs> no, no, I. It's one of those things like he didn't know what kind of door he was opening. Probably. No, I mean he was he was just doing the thing that he did. Yeah, and uh, it was great to look at. It's, mm-hmm. it's still awesome to look at. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I enjoy. I enjoy occasionally uh, a semi-realistic looking superhero illustration here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has gone way too far. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, to the point where fans now like like if. If Kirby existed today, he would be fucking railed on for being like so such so a dinosaur over the top. No, just for being so. If if, if like we had never had Kirby, uh, like like or anything of that type, 
Right. But, like if it was all just like, you know, everybody let's do as photorealistic as possible, <laughs> right. you know, from, from the jump. And all of a sudden Kirby came out and it was just in your face and bold and, you know, bombastic and, and uh, you know, just, just out there. Uh, he would be the most hated illustrator working in comics. <laughs> he he would only his work would only appear in those like Marvel Strange Tales and Bizarro comics right, from DC. Yeah, yep. Like look at this weirdo trying to draw superheroes. Right. Yep. Um, or uh, uh, or he would be relegated to like the kids' books or right. something like that. Oh yeah. man! <laughs> but if he came out now, he would probably have developed a completely different style because he would. Oh, yeah. You know, he seems yeah. like he was. Kind of an innovator. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. It's uh, hard to he say. was. No, oh no, not about that. <laughs> not about that. It's hard to say about what he would do if uh, I can't. I can't even imagine a comic superhero world without Kirby. Without Kirby, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, you know, it's just uh, you know, I, I just feel that it's sad that uh, not enough people look to him. You know current day, you know, as far as, like, how they produce work and, right. and, you know, their styles and whatever, and are more towards the, uh, you know, Neil Adams, you know, I would almost even say John Basima, you know, style of art, mm-hmm. which, again, both of them are great. Right. You know, it's just that... It just gets boring. Yeah. Right. You know, like, like I mean, like, one of the best books DC has put out was the uh, OMAC series from oh, yeah. two years ago that... Keith Giffinger reviewed, you know, because it was just clearly a Kirby right, wor- yeah, wor- Kirby yeah. worship, right? And it's like, you know, why why doesn't why doesn't that you know uh, permeate the the scene more? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's a few peppered out, like you know, obviously Eric Larson, and I even think like Ed McGinnis reminds me of like a a rounder Kirby. Yeah, he's got kind of a Kirby style. Like some of those guys do, but right. I, I think yeah, it's just weirdly few and far between. Right. Which doesn't yeah, make a lot of sense. So I was looking uh I found a piece of art today that Bruce Tim drew of the Ultimates. You know, uh which was just weird to look at. Cause, cause <laughs> right? it was you know, just that so cartoony and it was well I mean it was, yeah, it was the Bruce Tim cartoony Jack Kirby ish style, but it was like that Weird, you know, everything, you know, uh, has to have straps and, and uh, <laughs> right. you, know, you know, ribbed, you know, leather and whatever. Uh, the Ultimates have sadly been popular as well, you know. It just, it was, it was such a weird juxtaposition right. in my head that it just didn't even make sense. <laughs> even. <laughs> was it just like an experiment he did for fun or know, did he do a, a cover? Up or something yeah, good. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. Of the Kirby school. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, this book, though, uh, is uh, definitely, uh, while there are fantastical elements, as we've mentioned, the devil is in it. The devil. Uh, there, there's, uh, uh, the entire story is, is told from the perspective of the devil, who uh, rules hell uh, as if it were a prison and he the warden. And he's taking us on a tour of it. Yeah. Which is cool. Pretty cool. Like that, yeah. like, that would be a way to, you know, for the government to make some money to have, like, hell tours. Sure. You yeah. Because we know they're in cahoots. Right. Um, so, yeah, they could tax that. And it'd be a family vacation. Yeah. I did like that, how he's directly talking to us, like, breaking that fourth wall. Right. The devil. That's pretty cool. It sets it up as sort of a uh, you know, Tales from the Crypt type, you know, situation. Yeah, yeah, it's because uh, it's an anthology. It's uh, different stories of uh, mobs, the mob, yeah. and gangs, and crime and violence from uh, the thirties. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, which, yeah, I guess this was put out in the seventies, and um, I'm guessing crime comics weren't that popular in the seventies. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, because they were big in the fifties until like until the, the comics code, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, I agree with you. I can't think of any. I'm trying to think of any. I don't I know. Can't yeah. Think of any? Obviously, this one didn't work out too well. And yeah, we got one issue, and then it just kind of right. It might have been because it was a magazine too. It seems like comic fans just 
They don't want anything that's bigger or smaller than everything else they own. Right. You know? <laughs> oh, comic fans. Yeah, they, uh, they're awful. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, they just implied it. They've got some stunted ideas about <laughs> how things could be. Um, but yeah, this was cool. I mean, yeah, you got Al Capone, Ma Barker and her boys, and yeah. Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Yeah, uh, Kid Twists, and I've never heard of that one. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I liked all the I liked the stuff about the pinball machines. Um, like, did you read the like introduction? I thing? read part of it. I, I had no I could, idea. I, get through the whole thing, I I thought that was fascinating. That like I had the, the whole thing about pinball machines becoming like this, um, you know, part of a speakeasy network. Right, right. Basically, I had no idea. And like the the flippers on the pinball machines, like that was something that wasn't there originally because, um, like that was one of the main reasons that it like Laguardia called it a, a gambling mechanism. Right. Um, so they had to add the flippers to make them legal. Right, wow. right. That was crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did not know any of that stuff either. Yeah. It also kind of made me want to play a pinball game. Yeah. I I hear the filling station on Linden has several pinball machines. I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a gas station? I, you know, it sounds like it, but it's a, I guess it's just a game place that serves food, too. Oh, okay. But it's, yeah, mostly video games and... Pinball machines. They have yeah, some pinball machines. Bowling alley has a pinball machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should go bowling. Maybe. Just saying. Maybe. Maybe once uh, both of us have money again. Oh, yeah. Which will be never. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> uh, we should commit crime. Yeah, Let's we should some money. get some Tommy guns. Yeah. It's worked out well for everyone in this book. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, we can uh, get your mom to be the ringleader. Oh, she can be Ma. Yeah. yeah like Ma. Yeah. <laughs> She's no longer a young. She's a tailor now. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Jack Kirby wrote this. Yep. Which may or may not have been the best idea. Like, yeah. He's not anywhere close to being the worst writer artist I've ever seen, but he's got such a weird writing style of writing, writing, like with those double exclamation marks everywhere and just stuff like that. It's it's hard to read. Yeah, sometimes it and like some of those sentences are run-on sentences that just yeah, like I get confused before they're over, and I'm not terribly stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's arguable. Yeah, but. Uh, but, I almost think it would have been cooler if somebody else wrote it for him. Kinda, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of captions, especially like the narrative captions that were were hard to get through sometimes. Right. Uh, I didn't even. Uh, I think I just started ignoring the exclamation points at the end of everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, they're everywhere, and they're doubles. It's, yeah, yeah. it's always two of them. I think that's maybe, maybe why I'm so tired is because I was reading everything <laughs> as if everything was just, uh, Being, you know, everybody's shouting! Right, everybody's <laughs> yelling right at you. Yeah, and, and uh, the uh, uh, the one thing that I kind of dislike from all comics everywhere is the uh, the, the spelled-out slang. Oh, okay. You know, like, uh, joiks, and uh, yeah. you know, just stuff. Right. Uh, the the phonetically spelling out of, of how different accents would pronounce a different word. Right. That's it's annoying. I, I kinda if it's done well, I actually love that. Like when Dave Sim does it, I I think it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, sometimes it takes you away from Oh, well, you know, I grew up on Chris Claremont doing that, so <laughs> I'm just uh, Yeah, well yeah. He's he's not as good as Dave Sim in a lot of reason <clears throat> a lot of avenues probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so, uh, I mean, clearly he's, he's a good idea, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, like, and there's no part of this that I think the story was just bad. Right. It's just, like, he should have had all the story elements and give it someone else to script or something, you know? Right, right. Um. He should have done it the Marvel way, almost. Yeah, and Just yeah. drop the whole thing and then let somebody else, uh, touch right. up the dialogue. yeah. Because it, it is beautiful looking. I mean, it is. Oh, yeah. it Like, there's so many, like, two page spreads, and 
Oh, they're great. Those crowd scenes and yeah. it's it's awesome. I love the way it looks. It looks great, especially the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm glad. I'm certainly glad that um, it was it was that ordered that way too. That you know that sepia toned lower quality right. wasn't the end of the book. Yeah, it would have been right, hard. Yeah. It would have been hard to like get excited about getting through. Yeah. Uh, so Vince Coletta inked in the first half, Mike Royer inked in the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing because it was unpublished, Mike Royer inked these recently-ish? I'm not sure. Yeah. Because yeah. I know he's been a zinker for a long time. Right. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm you know, mostly just saying that again as he is the only... A live person. Other than Sergio Aragones. Right. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, that was was a fun, weird bonus. There's like a two-page, like, Mad Marginals style thing with Sergio's silent comics about the mob. Right. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. And uh, in the back of the second half, there's a... uh, I thought it was Sergio at first, but then uh, realized it is not. I, yeah, I didn't recognize who that was. That was Jack Kirby. No. Yep. I would bet a million dollars that it wasn't. <laughs> because, Jack Kirby. Because I, I even looked in the credits and it said, like, everything was created and written by Jack Kirby. Uh-huh. But I don't... I, I think that was a typo, because that it looks... Nothing like his artwork. I'm pretty sure that that is uh, all Kirby. Oh, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's written, drawn, edited by Kirby. But see, everything that you read, you can't believe. <laughs> There's typos out there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little more than a typo if that wasn't Jack Kirby. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I am pretty sure that, that is Kirby. It looks nothing like his artwork, though. That'd be like saying it looked. That'd be like saying it was Chester Brown. <laughs> I mean, uh, he gives the uh, the the Sergio Aragonés uh, credit uh, you know, for, no. for the first half. I'm still going with it was a mistake. Because right. <laughs> to me, it looks absolutely nothing. It looks more like my art than it looks like Jack Kirby's art. Well, I I honestly no, I think it's Kirby. Yeah, because yeah. there are elements of it that that look a lot like how he draws. Uh, it's just him drawing like as if he was trying to draw like Sergio, right? Yeah, you know, uh, it's very cartoony, very over the top. And uh, if if it is indeed him, then uh, to that I say that's awesome. That would be amazing if yeah, if he had yeah that sort of range. But yeah, maybe, I think he did. Maybe we'll never know. I mean, he, he experimented with, like, you know, uses the uh, photo collage. Oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, and, uh, there's even a couple in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a true innovator. Oh, like, yeah. He could have pulled off anything, except apparently for Superman Space. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. At least not to the liking of the editorial staff at right. DC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, good book. Way overpriced. Oh, yeah. Super overpriced. Yeah, if you see it at a library, or if you know me personally, <laughs> those are two good ways to read this. Because <laughs> I will keep this book. I'm not okay. going to get rid of it. But, uh, that's because you spent so much. <laughs> that's because I spent... Yeah. <laughs> it's the last thing I've bought with my money. Because <laughs> um, so, you'll just get diminishing returns if you try to sell it. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Because yeah. they'd be like, well... You know, it's been the used. Yeah, like <laughs> the covers are work. It's been used. We could put it in a half price bin for twenty bucks, and then you know we do twenty five percent off everything, so we'd sell it for fifteen. So we can give you seven dollars in store credit. Right. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> well, you can take a game swap, and they give you three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself a tea and a candy bar. <laughs> nice. Maybe even get to play Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, senior or junior? Um. I was excited to play juniors the last time I went in there. I did, and I lost all six lives before I made it halfway across the first screen. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is harder than I remember. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely go senior then. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, 
you know, this is uh, weird for me, as, as I think I've mentioned uh, numerous times in the past, that uh, I've only recently become a, a fan of Kirby's. Mm-hmm. In the so, last couple of years. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so so it was weird that, uh, like, while I enjoy looking at his art online and, and everything, I've never actually really read anything long form from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it's weird that this is the first thing that I've read by him more than, like, a couple of pages long. Right, yeah. Uh, as, like, you know, none of the things that, I mean, it's beautiful and, and, and I love it. You right. know, art-wise. But it's got none of the stuff that, like, you know... That he's known for. Right, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, it did... I mean, we we kind of joked about it last week, but there was a little bit of Kirby crackle. A little bit here. You know, here. yeah. Mostly in the form of just fire. Right, yeah. Because yeah. it's all real. Yeah. All based on except, true story. Except for the devil thing. Right, right. That may or may not be based on a true story. That's true, yeah. Uh, the vignettes were, were all based on... on uh, did you read the text pieces? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I really liked the one about the florist. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the, I forget his name, um, but apparently he was the mob florist. And yeah, yeah. All the mafia had to buy their flowers from him, yep. even though a lot of them didn't like him and ended up killing him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, when I saw that there were text pieces, I kind of, kind of, you hit under the desk. Uh, uh what? Yeah, so you got scared and hit under the desk. Well, I got scared. Yeah. Uh, I did not. I don't know. Uh, okay. Uh, because, uh, you know, I don't like reading words. <laughs> <laughs> but they were short and enjoyable. Yeah, I thought they would maybe, uh, be a little too long and right. throw off the pace, but, yeah, they were, they were cool. Yeah. And I'm, kind of makes me wonder if, uh, the uh, the text piece about the florists wouldn't have been an actual comic if this had continued and they just turned right. it into a text piece. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it was it was part of the the first issue, so it was mm-hmm. you know. Oh, was that in the first one? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, written by Mark Evanier. Yeah. Yeah. Or Evanier, or however the hell you pronounce his name. Of Garfield fame. Of Gru fame. Yeah. Hey, Garfield. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This was this was uh, interesting, to, to say the least. It was it was very interesting. Yeah, I'd been looking at the actual first issue on eBay for years. Oh wow! And because uh, I had never ever seen it other than on eBay, right. and it was always going for like thirty or forty dollars for the the you know the first issue. And I was like, man, if I ever see that, you know, somebody's got it cheap or like you know not many people are bidding on it for whatever reason, I'm I'm gonna snag it. But then when I heard they were reprinting this, I just got real excited, and especially since I had extra, like twice as much right. content. So, right. and for the same price that you want to pay for it on eBay, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, <laughs> which is <clears throat> nutty. Yeah, but I'm sure that's not worth that much anymore. They're magazines, so so you know, yeah. it might be going. Actually, that might be a good way for people to sample it. Like if they don't want to spend forty dollars. That magazine might only be going for ten bucks now. Who knows? Right. Yeah, I bet it's still probably going for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's clearly a rarity, right? And, you know, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure there's probably not a ton of them that are in good condition either. So, right. Yeah. I bet it's still up there. Who knows? Despite the fact that it is now printed in modern day technology form. Right. Yeah. Checking out the library. Hey, maybe you can uh, find an illegal uh, torrent of this. Probably. I don't know. I don't know these things. <laughs> you didn't even know the words you just said. Nope. Yeah. Just uh, somehow just spewed out of my face. You were and, taken uh, over by someone other than yourself. Possibly Warden Fry. Ooh. With an E. With an E. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I have very little actually talking about this book, though. Yeah, I mean... It's, 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 it's just cool crime stories. Yeah, it's cool crime stories. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, just a unique thing that is out there. Yeah. Uh, if you like Jack Kirby, then, uh, yeah, check it's it out. Definitely worth, yeah, if you're a Kirby fan, definitely worth seeing because it's not his usual. I mean, it's, there's not a panel in this book that you, 
you know, wouldn't recognize this as art, oh, but, yeah. but, but at the same time, it's definitely not his usual fare. So right. definitely worth seeing. Yeah. Yeah. At the library. Yeah. Not rubs. A, yeah. <laughs> That's C R U M S. Yes. Take a break. Yeah, let's do that. All righty. If you'll gather around me, children, a story I will tell about pretty boy Floyd, an outlaw, Oklahoma knew him well. It was in the town of Shawnee a Saturday afternoon. His wife beside him in his wagon as into town they rode. There a deputy sheriff approached him in a manner rather rude. Vulgar words of anger and his wife she overheard. Pretty boy grabbed a log chain and the deputy grabbed his gun. In the fight that followed, he laid that deputy down. Then he took to the trees and timber to live a life of shame. Every crime in Oklahoma was added to his name. But a many a starving farmer the same old story told How the outlaw paid their mortgage and saved their little homes Others tell you about a stranger that come to beg a meal Underneath his napkin left a thousand dollar bill It was in Oklahoma City, it was on a Christmas day, there was a whole carload of groceries come with a note to say, well you say that I'm an outlaw, you say that I'm a thief, here's a Christmas dinner for the families on relief. Guesses through this world I've wandered I've seen lots of funny men Some will rob you with a six-gun And some with a fountain pen And as through your life you travel Yes, as through your life you roam You will never see an outlaw Drive a family from their home. Hi, gutter trash. Hi. What's up? Not a thing. Yeah. 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 How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. I uh, I did I did uh, one of my favorite things today. I did a bunch of yard work. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I know. I I actually <clears throat> I don't think I would want to do it. As a full-time job, but I love doing yard work. Like, I raked giant piles of leaves today and gathered them up. It was fun. Uh, my dad told me that he uh, he did some yard work. Yeah? yeah he, well, truth be told, I, I kind of paid your dad to come over and okay. do the yard work. But I sit in a lawn chair and drink beer. Well, that's cool. That's yeah. why it was so much fun. I mean, you know, after his long surgery, he needs to, he needs to start I, I figured, yeah, surgery. I don't want him to get all lazy. Exactly. Yeah, right. So I'm helping you out. <laughs> <laughs> Was he raking leaves as well? Uh, he was, uh, uh, he got on his riding lawnmower and uh, ran over all the leaves in the yard. Oh, well, that's, yeah, yeah that's something. <laughs> that's something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I actually am looking forward to this time of year. I kind of like doing stuff outside. So, it's cool. It's supposed to snow tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Excited about that. You love driving in the snow, if I remember right. It's your favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not excited. No, I'm sure. In fact, a little furious. Yeah? 
a little furious at God and nature. Well, I mean, yeah, usually this it's a little... This is I worship the devil. Right, right. Have you ever seen the uh, vegan black metal chef? What? <laughs> um, there's this dude that puts these videos on YouTube, and it's called Vegan Black Metal Chef. And and he, like the one we watched, uh, me and Kathleen watched, she showed me this thing that I'd never heard of. Um, it was uh, how to make pad thai, but the entire time um, are like original black metal riffs playing in the background, like full drums and everything, right. and the vocals are the cooking instructions in like a black metal voice, and then like along the bottom of the screen are the lyrics so you can actually kind of like understand them. <laughs> it's so good, and he like chops everything up with like this... This not, it's like eight pronged knife. Right, right, yeah, right, right. yeah. It's a, and, he, and he's in full oops, full corpse paint the whole time, and it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And the recipes seemed good too. I mean, like there's no, it's not possible. No, it, it, no. it seemed really good. Uh, I'm totally gonna try the, the pad thai one. Your uh, your your. Nothing vegan could ever be good. Uh, carrots are vegan. Carrots are nature. <laughs> well, yes. everything he cooked with was nature. It was all like <laughs> bean sprouts and onions. and I mean, I guess he had some uh, tofu. That doesn't naturally occur, but, you know. But, but yeah. Did you know today that they uh, announced that uh, there's no such thing as gluten allergy? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, so what what were those people that thought they had gluten allergies? Uh, lied to. Oh, okay. Marketed to. Deceived. Those bastards. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, you could have a... I'm sure you could have some sort of reaction to gluten, right? No. Really? No. Hmm. So that uh, does not exist. Huh. That's just Big Brother Man trying yeah. to spoil your uh, yeah. mind. You can have food allergies. That's a thing. Mm. But not just specifically gluten. Huh. I did not know that. Weird. Weird. Uh Um, I listened to Slayer today. Oh. Some more metal stuff. Yeah. Um, That was cool. I walked to him and I found an old cassette tape. I made a mixtape for myself and there was like four Slayer songs in a row in my mixtape. Oh, I was like, a, it's a poor mix. <laughs> well, every band had four songs, though. So it was kind of like a sampling or okay, something. Yeah, yeah. So it was like a best of. Um, yeah, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Listen to some Slayer. I uh, didn't listen to any metal today whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I've got my little, uh, my, my new uh, MP3 player thingy that I've been playing oh, yeah. with, and it's got some Black Sabbath on it and uh, some Misfits, but uh, uh, it's also got a whole bunch of other stuff that uh, is not metal. Right. Decidedly so. Is that thing working out for you then? Yeah, pretty much so far. That's cool. Uh, I've uh, still uh, loading stuff onto it a little bit uh, here and there, so uh, you know, it's not. Uh, it's not the the capacity that my my iPod was, but uh, you know we're, we're getting there. Nice, nice, sweet. Yeah. Anything else fun or weird or what? anything else fun or weird? Uh, no, not really. Hmm. Saw a couple of movies that I uh, can't really talk about too much on here, but uh, saw Gravity, uh, starring George Clooney and uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, which uh, I really recommend. And I saw Thor 2, which I also really recommend. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you get the opportunity, don't see them in a theater. <laughs> right. Because people will ruin it for you. Right. That happens. That happens. Yeah. <clears throat> I, watched, I watched the original Hellboy last night. Oh? I hadn't seen that in a long time. Yeah. yeah. Still hold up? It's great. Pretty good. I, I borrowed the first two from my lady friend, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to watch the other one sometime this week. Uh, if I recall correctly, I love the second one a hell of a lot more than I love the I, first one. I, th- I think I remember liking it more as well, yeah. but I've only seen I've only seen it once, so yeah. I'll rewatch it. 
it's good stuff. I I really hope they make a third one before Ron Perlman's like seventy five years old. Yeah, I'd like that as well. I mean, I'm sure he could still do it when he's seventy five years oh, old. Sure, you got the uh, the makeup and oh, the special yeah. effects. Yeah. It's possible. It would, it would be cool though if they just oh, yeah, got that yeah. going. Uh, he may actually just be seventy five years old. Yeah. It could be. Not yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Uh, I uh, so there has been a uh, a comic floating around online, uh, a, a fan comic of sorts. Uh, it's a Batman comic. It's 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 total fan fiction. It's like eight to ten pages long, full color. You know the wazoo. Hmm. Uh, looks like it is drawn by Paul Pope, but but it is not. Uh, just someone who, uh, you know, just apparently really likes Paul Pope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, there's some other influence in there, but but the main one that you see throughout it is is Paul Pope. Right. Uh, and it is just getting passed around the internet like the proverbial horse, mm-hmm. and just people are fucking loving it. And I think it is a giant turd. Huh. I hadn't heard about this. Uh, it's called Batman The Deal. The Deal. Yeah. And I like Paul Pope. So the art is pretty nice. Yeah. You know, that Paul Popish ripoff kind of way. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but the story of it, man, it is, uh, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot like comic book movies, or at least DC comic book movies, in which, uh, you know, they want everything to be taken so seriously. Uh, you know, it's like, we're adults! That's too bad. You know, uh, it's all grim and bullshit, and then there's like a fucking Bill Hicks quote, you know, that's, uh, uh, that narrates like the last two pages of it. <laughs> I might look at it, check it out. Look at it. Yeah. It's nice to look at. The mm-hmm. visuals are nice, but it is a fucking turd. Hmm. And anyone who says otherwise is Fucking wrong. All right, Batman, the deal. Look for it. <laughs> I like your uh, advertisement for this thing that you hate. That's pretty good. So, is this something this guy did to try to like, you know, get a job at DC? Or? I have no idea. Uh, hmm. Hmm. You don't know anything about it. Yep. Okay, just that everybody loves it. Yep. Hmm. I wonder if Paul Pope loves it. I don't know. Maybe he's looking at it and thinking, uh, wow, somebody just totally fucking ripped me off. Right. But poorly. Because I'm sure Paul Pope thinks highly of himself. Oh, well, yeah. You know, like he, <laughs> like I've, I've, uh, seen him do a couple, couple, like, uh, a couple live things where he draws yeah. in person and he was really cool and nice. And, you know, like, he seems, you know, like a nice guy. But I, I've always got the impression that he thinks he is the shit, you know. <laughs> Which, it might just be something weird that he, vibe that he puts off from, like, his, the way he's stylish about everything. Right, right. Um, but, but like, I, I know uh, <laughs> my friend Bill uh, bought a bunch of vintage mini comics. And he found this one, I think it was called The Collector or something like that. And it was a mini comic Paul Pope did when he was still in art school. Yeah. So I mean, it's like fucking old and right. cool. And he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I think it's you know, original, like you know, of a short run that Paul made himself. He's like, because it came with this, and he like flipped it over and like, uh, you know, like in the in the like little plastic bag that it was in was a a photo of Paul Pope's face, and it was just like, you know, a photo. It wasn't like. I mean, it was probably from the 90s, early 90s, so late 80s, so it wasn't like some digital print. It was like a photo he had taken of, him, of his face and put one in every mini-comic, I guess. Right. That he, so I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> like, nobody needs that. Nope. You know. Uh, yeah, I really like his artwork. Yeah, he's, he's, he's amazing. He's great. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he just has that something about him that, he was real, not as bad as like an Alex Ross or, or something, but right. uh, you know he, he does seem to kind of like himself a lot. I think it, it's weird though because he came off as being just very affable. Like he was really 
pleasing the crowd and he was right, really right. nice and like funny and and it, and you know like answering questions so like and, i said not alex ross yeah yeah <laughs> like it was charming cool. charismatic but loves himself right yeah like a pink floyd oh yeah he's the pink floyd of comics <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah good stuff that paul put hmm. yeah 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 uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't have anything going on here. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, me neither. Uh, I might rake some more leaves tomorrow because they're still falling. Yeah, well, uh, you might be shoveling first. Yeah, if it snows. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, well, we'll cut this short. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah. Tell me what movie I want to watch. Okay, let's. I was thinking we could watch an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Right, called the saboteur. Okay, I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I th- I'm I think that he followed Black Sabbath on one of their first tours uh-huh. and like made a documentary of the tour. Oh, okay, I'm assuming that from the title, that's what it's about. Right. Yeah. So so I figured that's right up both of our alleys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna watch the one non-classic Alfred Hitchcock movie that there is. <laughs> Uh, there's, I'm sure there's quite a few non-classics. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen most of his movies. We could easily go with the classic. Yeah. But I've been watching all of his classics. Yeah, right? That is your fault. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine. All right. Your reluctance has gotten me giddy. All right. Uh, is this available? I have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> at my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. we run into some luck recently. Right, right. <laughs> now, this one is uh, good to go. Alrighty then. Alright then. Saboteur. Saboteur. <laughs> Make yeah. I already know the song you're going to play next week. So. I, I don't know the song. I haven't thought of it. Beastie Boys. <laughs> that's sabotage. <laughs> it's way different. But yeah, that's the one reason. <laughs> All right, well, I look forward to hearing that next week. Sweet. All right. All right. Well, um, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.